This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. To Columbia, delivery of both is to be during the upcoming marketing year. Rounding off prices at the Chicago Board of Trade, soybean futures are lower on Friday. The November contract is down eight cents at thirteen eighteen per bushel. October soy oil drops back more than a half cent at fifty nine point seven U.S. cents per pound. October soy meal gives up three and a half dollars at three hundred and fifty dollars ten cents per short ton. Corn futures are mixed on Thursday, with the December contract down two cents at five forty nine per bushel. Chicago oats are higher, with the December contract gaining six cents at five seventeen. Wheat futures are slightly higher on Friday. Chicago December bumps up a half cent at seven forty. Kansas City December gains a penny at seven twenty nine, and Minneapolis December is up three cents at nine fourteen. That's a look at the ice futures and the Chicago markets for Friday morning, August twenty seventh. For Markets Farm in Winnipeg, I'm Glenn Halleck. The demands and long days of the harvest season are ahead. So now's the time to get the equipment you need to work more productively and harvest more savings too. Visit Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John during New Holland Harvest Days for more ways to work your best and save. You'll find great deals on select New Holland tractors, hay tools, and harvesting equipment, including 0% financing and cash back. Stop by Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John today for details. But hurry, harvest days end September 30th, 2021. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig on Moose FM. Welcome to the show. A little later on, masks are back, among a lot of other announcements that the B.C. government made earlier this week. So we're going to check in with our local MLA, Dan Davies. He, of course, the MLA for Peace River North. We're going to chat with him about how he feels about all those announcements and uh, what's coming up for them as the legislature opens later in September. But first, August 31st is Overdose Awareness Day. So to talk a bit about how we can help reduce the stigma, uh, the stigma I should say, we're joined now by Heather Boswell with MomStopTheHarm.com and the local opioid crisis support group. Good morning. Welcome back to Moose Talks, Heather. Good morning and thank you. Thank you very much for taking some time to chat with us uh, today. So uh, as I mentioned, you were on recently, maybe a month or a month and a half ago, uh, to talk a bit about your opioid uh, crisis support group that you formed for people who have experienced loss uh, due to overdose. So I wanted to first kind of check in uh, with that. How's the group been going? Have you been seeing lots of uh, people come out and, and, and making strides with it? I've had many people contact me through Facebook, but unfortunately only two, three people at a time. Last week there was nobody, so it's it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's kind of all about reducing the stigmas, so I mean, it, 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 it can take some time for people to want to, I guess, appear in person. But uh, do you see it as um, good news that people have been reaching out to you on Facebook and are at least curious about what's happening? 
Definitely. That's the first and I think hardest step is reaching out. So once that happens, then we can move forward for sure. So yeah, I am. Okay. Now, uh, for people who don't know and maybe missed that episode earlier, uh, can you tell us a bit about kind of what the, the group is about and, and, and what the kind of the goal of the group is, if, if there really is a goal? Well, there is a goal. Basically, it's a group where people who have lost loved ones, uh, there's really nowhere to go Mm -hmm. in this town. There's a lot of amazing groups, but there's nowhere to go to talk to people who have been through the exact same thing you have. So it's just a group where we sit down. If you want to talk and share, you can. But I want people to feel they're not alone in this fight. Mm -hmm. That's the main objective. Excellent. Now, uh, you're also with MomStopTheHarm.com, and they've got a few things planned uh, for Overdose Awareness Day coming up on August 31st. That's next Tuesday. So we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But we happen to be in the middle of an election, and uh, governments can, uh, at least in some theory, uh, help be part of the solution to these problems, of course, by providing money for supports and whatnot. Um, and supports for even groups like yours that are trying to end the stigma. What are you looking for uh, when parties are out uh, making promises for how they're going to spend money should they be elected to government uh, come September 20th? What what are you kind of listening for from all the parties? Well, I'm listening for somebody to say more than just provide more beds because Mm. that's not that's a start but then we have to start providing safe injection sites we have to start providing a safe drug supply Uh, so that's really important and there's some of the parties totally shy away from that and some won't even touch it so i want to see that happen we need more mental health that's the biggest thing is mental health Mm -hmm. so do you think, That's what I'm waiting for. Do you think it's helpful when leaders like uh, the prime minister or the leaders of the parties or even just people running in, 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 you know, in this uh, uh, riding we're in, when they step up and talk about it, when they talk about their experiences, if they have to have one, or just say, hey, you know, I'm holding space for people who uh, have lost loved ones to overdose, who are experiencing overdoses, who, who kind of... L- live a life where they're maybe struggling with a drug addiction or what have you. Is that helpful to you? I think the problem with the leaders is they'll say something and they'll say, oh, I've been there, I felt this, and then it's dropped. It's never discussed again. So Mm -hmm. to me, it doesn't feel real. I feel like they're just playing to an audience and they're not being real because you don't just talk about it once and that's it. You continue to talk about it. You fight for it. And I don't feel they do that. Okay. Um, let's get to the Overdose Awareness Day, which I think, uh, you know, any sort of awareness day is there to help us start the conversation, get more people talking about it. A day of awareness like this, why is it so important to you and others who have experienced a loss uh, due to overdose? Well, it brings more feeling of community and knowing that there's more people out there fighting the good fight. So it's not you just struggling, feeling alone. It's everybody doing it. And it's making people aware. Aware that there's your friends and neighbors are experiencing this and and we need to talk about it, I suppose. For sure, because it's like you said, and it is a stigma and people don't talk about it. So hopefully this will open it up more when they see all these different groups. Um, and as I said, uh, MomStopTheHarm.org, actually, before we go to that, why don't you tell us a bit about, uh, sorry, MomStopTheHarm.com, my apologies, is actually the website there. That's tell, okay. Tell us a bit about uh, what that is and what that group kind of uh, represents is all about, uh, and we'll talk about what they're doing for uh, 
uh, Overdose Awareness Day in just a moment. Okay, uh, basically Mums Stop the Harm unofficially formed in 2015 with three ladies, Petra, Leslie, and Lorna, sorry. Um, They do more than just offer a support for grief. They're also fighting for the, the drug policies that are outdated and need to be fixed. They're, they're doing more. They're, they're, you'll read articles where they're in Alberta, they're talking about taking Alberta uh, government to court because of the safe injection site issues. Hmm. So they're very, very large. We advocate for everything to help people. And what sort of things do they have planned for Overdose uh, Awareness Day then? I, I saw there's, there seems to be a few events you can kind of partake in via video on the website. Mm-hmm. Every different area has something different. They offer different things. Uh, in this particular area, when we're there, when I'm there, we're going to be doing, um, we have masks. I have plain white masks. And what we're going to do is we're going to write the name of the loved one on the forehead. And then we're going to paint it and decorate it and then take pictures. Um, at the end of it, for Moms Stop the Harm, to show people that these people have loved ones and they're hiding behind it so they don't have to worry about the stigma. And I feel that that might help bring us all a little closer too. Okay, yeah. That's what we're doing. But there's other people doing other things as well, right? It, each area is doing something different. Oh, okay, so there is. So some... I guess it depends where you're looking. I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting you, Heather. So there is something happening <laughs> locally in town here, I suppose, eh? Oh, of course. I've, this is my third one I've been to, um, and I'm really excited about this one for sure. Uh, I will be honest, I got the idea off a disturbed video, Hold mm-hmm. On To Memories, and I actually sent a message to him to let him know that I planned on doing this because I thought it was a really good way to reach out to people. So, yeah, that's what we're doing here. Okay. How can people, uh, if, they, if they're hearing this and they say, you know, I'd like to participate in some way, how can they get involved? What can, what they, what can they do to get into it? Well, it's been, sometimes I feel like I'm fighting by myself, but then people like Nancy and, and Martha and everybody is all coming together, all coming together as a group, and we're fighting these things. Um, people can definitely help. There's so much that can be done, whether it be writing our local MLAs or writing, you know, the federal, the prime minister, whatever there's so much that can be done that the more the merrier basically so they can help us with things like that all right heather and uh for more information about this of course you can check out momsstoptheharm.com um and heather uh for your opioid uh, opioid crisis support group uh how how do people get in touch and 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 participate in that well they can go onto my facebook site which is support group for love people have lost loved ones to the opioid crisis or they can call me on my cell it doesn't matter i will i will reach out to anybody because some people are afraid to actually get onto facebook or they don't have it so like they can call my cell at 250-793-8817 mm-hmm. if they don't want if they don't have facebook so yes okay and if they can they just show up too is that possible like uh when you guys have a meeting to- Oh, for sure. Everybody's invited. I mean, even people who have loved ones that are struggling through addiction mm-hmm. are more than welcome to come as well. Okay. And where can they, uh, Where uh, remind us where we go and, and kind of what time it's usually at? It's usually at 7, so 7 to 8 on Wednesdays at the Treaty 8 Tribal Building by the Lido Theatre on 100th Avenue. Excellent. Well, Heather, I'm uh, grateful that you reached out to make sure we talked about this today, and I'm grateful you made some time to talk to us about this today. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you. Hope to see you down there. Absolutely. That's Heather Boswell with MomsStopTheHarm.com. We'll be right back to talk with Dan Davies right after this on Moose Talks. Those busy weeknights are coming. You know, those nights everyone gets home from work and school and dinner needs to be made before you help your youngest with homework and take your oldest to hockey practice. Or is it football? Doesn't matter. You're not worried. You went to M&M Food Market for meats, salads, sides, even fully prepared meals to make those crazy weeknights just a little bit easier. Shop online at mmfoodmarket.com for click and collect and curbside delivery. M&M Food Market at the north end of Totem Mall. Choosing childcare is a big decision. Parents want to know their child is safe and well cared for, having fun and learning new things. They want their childcare to be somewhere their child wants to go every day, a home away from home. And that's what you'll find at the YMCA. Discover why YMCA childcare is so much more than you'd expect from a childcare center. It's where your child will learn, grow, and thrive. Register today. Visit mbc.ymca.ca. Are you looking for the right individual to fill your job openings? Become an exhibitor at the Fort St. John Job Fair, September 29th at the Palmery Hotel and Conference Center. This is an opportunity for you to meet talented local people for your company. To become an exhibitor, visit fsjjobfair.ca or call 250-787-7100. The Fort St. John Job Fair, September 29th at the Palmery Hotel and Conference Center. Learn more about our COVID-19 safety plan by visiting our website. Presented by WorkBC and Moose FM. When you hear the term summer fun, you think about pools, beaches, and all kinds of outdoor activities. But this summer, you can have some fun indoors, too, with help from Veronica's Closet. Stop in and see Veronica's selection of couples' wee vibes, flashlights for men, hmm, board games and massage candles, which are never hot enough to burn your skin. Plus, new designer tanning and skin lotion, beautiful new bodysuits, wigs, and more. Veronica's Closet, your all-grown-up store on 93rd Avenue. It is super hot, so Tim's has come up with the perfect solution. Our new Real Fruit Quenchers, made with real fruit juice from Concentrate. They come in two delicious flavors, peach or our strawberry watermelon. Wow, that is thirst quenching. New this summer at participating restaurants. Pretty bird, pretty bird. Oh, you're such a pretty bird. If you're looking for your next feathered friend, stop into Friendly Pets. They have a great selection of sweet little parakeets and parrots in all kinds of beautiful colors. Plus, the Friendly Pets team can answer all your bird-related questions and can help set you up with everything you need to care for your bird, including food, toys, bird cages, and more. Friendly Pets, where best friends are made, on 99th Ave in Fort St. John and at FriendlyPets.ca. Can Do Oil Field Services is a privately owned pipeline and facility installation company in Fort St. John. They strongly believe in executing all their jobs, functions in a safe, cost-effective, timely manner. Can Do Oil Field Services is a proud supporter of the oil and gas industry. Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dub Craig. Now, we sat down with Peace River North MLA Dan Davies earlier to discuss the many announcements the B.C. government made earlier this week in regards to COVID-19 measures going forward. They, of course, include mask mandates return, uh, vaccine passport, and uh, back-to-school mandates and whatnot. So uh, we talked to him about that. Here's that conversation. 
Thanks for joining us on Moose Talks, Dan. Uh, let's dig right into the vaccine passport first. Premier announced Monday that all BC residents will need some proof of COVID-19 vaccination to access bars and restaurants, theaters, sporting events, etc. as of September 13th. What do you make of this concept, first of all, of the vaccine pro- uh, passport? Well, well, thanks, uh, first of all, Dub, for having me on the show today. Um, you know, all we all we need to do is look back into the past uh, uh, 18, 20 months and, and just look at how the NDP has rolled out any of uh, any of the programs, any of the uh, media, anything around the uh, COVID-19 uh, has has been dismal. Uh, we have we have a number of questions, Dub, as well as uh, many other people in in uh, not only this riding, but across the province. Uh, you know, what does this look like? How is this going to support uh, businesses? Because we've been hearing a lot from the business um, community around uh, the policing of this. What does that look like? And, you know, Bonnie Henry a couple days ago said, uh, you know, there there will be supports uh, that they'll be providing, including, you know, bylaw enforcement. Well, are they, are they going to be paying the city of Fort St. John for uh, uh, bylaw enforcement of this? Um, you know, th- this is already we're starting to see um, you know, so, so many questions uh, around what this looks like. And um, again, it just seems like this is a government that is shooting from the hip uh, without uh, really any long-term thoughts around this. And, you know, Dub, we, we just need to uh, to look at how the announcements rolled out. So, I mean, Monday they made this massive announcement, uh, announcement around uh, the vaccines. And then Tuesday, they're talking about the back-to-school program. Oh, by the way, master mandatory. I mean, it, it just seems like this is developing as they go at, without or with minimal uh, uh, planning in. So it just there, – there, there are so many questions that, uh, that I'm going to be taking, and, I, and I'll tell you, I've been hearing uh, from a lot of people. I've been on the phone constantly for the last few days uh, trying to work my way through the backlog and, and taking all of these questions, and we will be asking government – um, these questions as best we can. And obviously, when we're back in the legislature here in, in uh, a number of weeks, we'll be asking those uh, hard questions as well. Now, I mean, you uh, you put out a statement on Facebook saying, uh, you know, a lot of things. Uh, but one of the things, of course, you said is, I am for vaccines. I think everyone should get them. But I support the person's right to choose for themselves what they think is best for them. Do you think the concept of a vaccine passport is the right move? Or is there something better that the government should be doing that, in your mind, would be fairer or, or more efficient, mm-hmm. however it happens to be? Well, you know, we have, again, we have exactly those questions. How did government come to this point? Um, you know, we just need to look back again uh, six or so weeks ago, eight weeks ago. There was the big conversation around uh, the lotteries and, and a number of provinces used a lottery if you went and got your vaccine and and it did there was there was huge uptake uh, on that and and getting people out and the premier at the time says no we don't need uh, you know we're we're going well uh, the direction that we're heading uh, you know we we don't need to do anything and uh, so all of a sudden here we have here we have the passports and you know it, it is I, I, and I will say it, it it is a slippery slope that that we need to be very um, you know, very uh, aware. Uh, the NDP government, you know, it, I, again, I, I look back at, you know, some things that have been said just recently. Uh, in fact, I'll, you know, three months ago, uh, the premier himself said that COVID-19 has exacerbated 
um, the inequities amongst people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he had no intentions of introducing a vaccine passport. So how did they get to this conclusion um, at, at, at where, where we're at now? And uh, that, those are the questions that we need to be asking. Are there better options? Um, probably there were. And uh, those are the questions that we're going to be asking is, how did government get to this position? Um, you know, what, uh, what were those conversations? I mean, we've been hearing lots around uh, different uh, organizations, whether we're talking the BC Chamber, whether we're talking, uh, uh, you know, the, the Vancouver Board of Trade, who, who have come out in support of this. But what was that conversation look like? Um, you know, where they backed into a corner where, you know, it was a, a worse option over a bad option. Um, there's so many questions uh, that uh, that we need to be asking. And, and, and just to let the listeners know as well, I mean, we, we had, um, you know, we did not know that this was coming. Uh, you know, we basically find out uh, when when the public finds out. Uh, you know, we're, we're not part of those conversations, but those are hard questions that we need to be asking. Now, I will say if there's something perhaps good that's coming out of this right now. It's that it seems to suggest, at least since the announcement, that uh, vaccine registrations to getting vaccines, uh, Mm -hmm. they've gone up significantly. And this, again, is only based on the two days since, uh, you know, it was announced. Um, Do you think the province will still keep this going uh, and and implement kind of the, the vaccine passport uh, despite how, you know, even if vaccines go up, even if they go up here in the uh, Northeast, for example, where we're still kind of sitting at the mid-50s, um, do you think this is an actual thing or is it kind of a, a bit of a, a scare tactic by the NDP to say, <clears throat> get your crap together, everybody, because this is what's going to happen? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, there's little doubt that this is coercion. doesn't matter how you, how you slice it. Um, you know, this is uh, government... Uh, you know, backing people, uh, you know, into the proverbial corner to to make a decision. Um, you know, a, a, again, the question poses, what are the other options out there? Are, were mm-hmm. there better avenues that government could have taken? Those are the questions. Um, you know, it it, uh, it it is good to see, I guess, their uh, triple number, uh, triple the average has been registered. I understand Monday, Tuesday alone, there was over 19,000 people. Uh, registered for uh, for their vaccination, you know I I, I don't think and, and I you know the um, the American uh, uh, approving agency uh, you know the FDA has has approved Pfizer and they're expected to make the same decision on the others. I, I think that has also helped as well, um, but I. I don't think this is all about hesitancy necessarily, or or you know maybe people that are uh, not in favor of vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, we live in a in an area that uh, you know we we don't get a long summer, uh, you know, and this has been uh, one of those summers where I think uh, uh, it was you know after last year's uh, summer that didn't really happen. Let's be honest. I think people were focused on other things um, this summer, and you know, getting out with their families, uh, connecting with people uh, that we haven't been able to do. So I don't think that this has necessarily been you know I don't want to get the vaccine. It's you know maybe I'm not ready right now. Um, I've got other things that are more important. So I, I think that probably some of those people will be like, I guess, you know, now uh, we have no choice and we have to go get it. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm not sure. Time will tell, Doug, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if government made the right decision here. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to, obviously my job as an opposition uh, uh, member of the legislature 
is to bring all the concerns from constituents and businesses and uh, let government know that if this was a right decision or this wasn't the right decision. And that's what I'll be doing, holding them to account. Now, uh, we only have about two minutes left, so we'll make this quick. Uh, the other announcement you alluded to already, back to school, couched inside that announcement was also masks are back uh, for public spaces. Um, what did you make of the back to school measures? Did they surprise you at all? Did that seem to come out of nowhere, or are you happy with what they said? Well, it, I, I wouldn't say I'm surprised. Um, you know, we we left off the school year uh, in June with masks, um, we had a bit of a reprieve, and obviously the, the talking points from government, uh, from the different uh, uh, organizations within the schools, uh, were kind of always alluding uh, to masks. But I, I, again, Dub, this goes to, you know, we, we've been 18 months now in, in, this, uh, in, in this pandemic, and I don't think government, any government, has been you know, very clear in, in messaging. You know, one day it's this, the next day it's that. Uh, one jurisdiction says this is a good idea. The other jurisdiction says, no, this is horrible. And then you have the UN that says this is good. And, you know, it, it, it's little wonder that the public is frustrated because of the incredible mixed messages that we are being bombarded with. And then add social media uh, in, into that whole formula. It's just, it, it's little wonder that people are at their wits end uh, re- regarding what's going on. So I, I don't. I, the schools, you know, I, again, there there are mixed things. It's it's no different than in businesses. You know, uh, everyone needs to be wearing a mask. Everyone needs to be vaccinated now to go to a business. But the employees fall under a whole different uh, a whole different thing. It's the same in schools. So when you start having you know this messaging that is all over the place, um, people start asking questions, and and I think that's where again where we're at. Uh, as as an opposition, as we're asking these questions on behalf of businesses and on behalf of constituents, and and I do encourage everybody, as I, I put in my my Facebook post, and uh, I've been telling other media outlets, email the premier at premier at gov.bc.ca, uh, ccme dan.davies.mla at ledge leg.bc.ca. Um, it, it's important, I think, that that government and our premier he, listens and hears the concerns that are out there. Uh, not just in Peace River North and in the Northeast, but um, there there are people that are vaccinated, that are pro-vaccine, that are also questioning uh, the the avenue to which uh, the NDP government has taken. So uh, it, it's important that the premier here. All right, Dan, uh, we're going to have to leave it there, but I really appreciate you taking a few minutes for us during a very busy time for you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tom. Have a fantastic day. That's Dan Davies, the MLA for Peace River North. We'll be right back to wrap things up on Moose Talks right after this. After a full day of back-to-school shopping, relax at one of Grand Prairie's preferred hotels. With any stay, receive a $50 gift certificate to be used at any merchant in the Prairie Mall. Plus, you'll be entered into the draw for a Prairie Mall prize pack and shopping spree valued at $2,000. Details and entry online, gprda.com. Stay at Grand Prairie's Service Plus Inns and Suites. Enjoy newly renovated rooms, water park, and a deluxe hot breakfast included. Call 780-538-3900. 
The washers $9.99 at the guys in orange and at the guys in blue at the guys in red and it's $9.99 at City Furniture. Everyone has a price guarantee, but at City Furniture, you get the same low prices as the box store plus the superior service of a local independent. And in the rare case there's a problem with the product, you don't deal with someone hiding behind a 1-800 number. You have real people here who can help. See why the City Furniture model has succeeded for 40 years and continues to grow. If you're looking for hassle-free internet services, call the Peace Region Internet Society today. With coverage throughout most of the Peace, PRIS can get you connected quickly without the hassle of contracts or bundles. Visit pris.ca or call 1-800-768-3311 for more information. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Our thanks to our guests Heather Boswell and Dan Davies for joining us today. Make sure you stay up to date on all your local news over at energeticcity.ca, including local federal election stories. We'll be inviting all the candidates in our riding to appear on Moose Talks over the next few weeks, chat about what they're about and how they would represent you in Ottawa should they be elected. That does it for this uh, episode of Moose Talks. This show was produced by Trey Lopashinsky. I'm Dub Craig. Take care. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace. Napid Industries and the Fort St. John Co-op are proud to present Movie in the Park. Get out those folding chairs and blankets and join us at Centennial Park on August 27th at 7 p.m. to see Detective Pikachu. After Ace Detective Harry Goodman mysteriously goes missing, his son must try to discover his whereabouts. I don't need a Pokemon, period. And what about a world-class detective? Because if you want to find your pops, I'm your best bet. We're going to do this. You and me. Grab some popcorn at the event from the Northern Dance Theatre Society and watch Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu team up with his partner's 21-year-old son to try to unravel the mystery. Swing by a little earlier to enjoy Food Truck Friday at Festival Plaza before the movie. Savor delectable delights from Beards Brewing, Taste Buds, the Extra Mile Food Truck, the Salvation Army, and Olive Tree Mediterranean Grill, as well as a barn dance in Bouncy Castle. All that happens at Festival Plaza from 4 to 8 p.m. No registration is required. Just come and join us for the movie August 27th at Centennial Park at 7 p.m. Movie in the Park is brought to you by Home Hardware, Burger King, Backcountry, CNV Trailer Sales and Rentals, Rhythm Auction, and LP Peace Valley OSB.
rifle Tucked my boots in the back of the closet It didn't feel like me no more But I dug them out and slipped them on They've been on my feet since then Man, it feels good to be country Got a blanket on the roof neath the purple sky I don't have to go anywhere with you We can pop through the window into your bedroom Kissing on your lips, baby, making me thirst Little simmer, little shiver, little making you burn Look at you. Lightning bug, lightning bug, look at you. 
100.1 Moose FM, I'm Dub. Very happy Friday to you. And the annual DQ treasure hunt has reached its final week next week. Only one prize remains, and it's a big one. It's the $1,500 spending spree to Brad's Furniture and Appliances. If you'd like to win that prize, you have to be the first person to find the treasure, which will be located somewhere in the Fort St. John, Charlie Lake, and Taylor area. We're going to give you the first clue to that treasure at 7.50 Monday morning on the Moose FM Facebook page at live here on this station. If you want that clue 10 minutes earlier, you got to sign up for the Moose FM newsletter at moosefm.com. Slash contest. So once again, final treasure. First clue in the final treasure goes Monday morning at 7.50. Got to be listening to find out where it is and hopefully put the clues together to find that final treasure. The annual DQ treasure hunt brought to you by Fort St. John Return It, Brad's Furniture, Micro Consulting, Windsor Plywood, Wendy's, Veronica's Closet, and of course, Moose, F- Moose FM. The biggest block party in Fort St. John is back. On Saturday, September 11th, join Moose FM as we celebrate with the DGS Astro Paving Block Party starting at 11 a.m. It's going to be a giant block party with things like the Burger King Entertainment Stage, the Grill Pros and Outdoor Living Arts Market, TNT Communications Entertainment, the Artec Kids Zone, and food. There'll also be street performers. Make sure you check out Dan and Kim's Street Circus. Watch this royal renowned duo perform electrifying tricks and stunts from fire juggling to contortion moves that seem beyond the bounds of possibility. We'll be taking over Centennial Park to party with you and your friends and family from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Best of all, it's free to attend. So mark your calendars for Saturday, September 11th and join us at the D. Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.